Welcome to the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged by today's message and encounter God's heart through it. To find out more about us, visit lifechurchstpeters.com. Let me just introduce to you John Black. Oh, oh, sorry, no, John Hooker, John Hooker, sorry. Thank you for that great introduction. I, I don't know what I did to deserve that. Um, funnily, funny enough, the month of July, I was in Colorado for 16 days. <laughs> Different trips in the mountains with the Ragsdales. Yeah. We were way up in the mountains fighting bears and, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. So it's good to be back. Good to be back with the people of God. I tell you, I am, it's just good to be encouraged. I mean, people found out I was speaking today, and they're encouraging me, saying nice things. It's just, it's, it's very wonderful and amazing, and that just goes to show the quality of people in this room, and I love it. Amen. So today I'm going to talk about storms. Oh, I want to introduce my family. I realized over the past years, there's a lot of new people. People are like, who are your kids? Who's, a, who's that lady you're married to? All that kind of stuff. Ah, that's them. Aww. On the very end is my beautiful and amazing daughter, Julia. Yeah. She is 18. She's great with kids. She works with kids at the Learning Lodge. She's just gifted like her mother when it comes to kids, and I love it. The next one is Eli. He's 22-ish. He, um, he's just moved from Boston. Uh, he's in transition. He was in Boston with Julian and Katia Adams. You may know him. He's been in Awesome People. Uh, so he's transitioning to Spokane, which he's going to be working as director of missions for an organization called This Mission, who serves in Costa Rica. They work in Costa Rica. They... Uh, Girls out of sex trafficking, they help educate them, rehabilitate them, just love them. And he was just there for about five weeks, and he's going to be going back this month for another few weeks and then moving to Spokane, so we will miss him, but we got him home for a little bit. Uh, Jack, he is our doctor, third year in med school. He just moved to Farmington to start his rotations. Yes, yes, we got a doctor. And Sam, the bearded one, is a youth pastor in Life Light St. Charles up north. You may have seen him come down every so often. Used to help out with our kids, all that good stuff. Amazing guy, I love him. And then Katie, the short one, she is the one that holds our family together. She, she pays the bills, she takes care of all that stuff. I don't even think about it. I just try to make enough money to where she can keep paying the bills. And she is the joy of our family. She's where our kids learn to be like that. Just fun. And then I'm the guy in the end like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> so I really didn't know what was going on at the time. We we're all jumped. We we're supposed to be jumping. So, and that's the landing. So anyway, nailed it. So today I am, the title and message is Laugh Through the Storm. Look at your tidly thing. Yes. Um, who's ever been through a storm in life? Who's ever had a difficulty, tragedy, anything? I think we all have. We've all been there. Um, I don't want to make light of it. I mean, obviously, it's, you, you can mourn. Yes. You know, you, you can mourn when storms come, when difficulties come. It's in the Bible. It's okay. 
So for sake of my discussion, I am not nullifying all that, I'm not condemning you if you went through a hard time and you're crying and mourning. Yes. That, that's okay. It's biblical. Yes. Um, but you don't need to stay there and it doesn't need to be a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Amen. I'm going to share out of Matthew 14, but just to set it up, that's when Jesus was basically walking across the water, disciples are in the boat during a storm, he comes and saves them, all that kind of good stuff. Um, Matthew 14, 22, 33. Uh, just kind of set it up Leading up to this is when Jesus heard about John the Baptist being beheaded, being killed, his cousin being murdered. Yes. And it said he was going to go to a desolate place, to a lone place. He just needed to, he was in the midst of mourning, I believe, and he just needed to get away, get away and be with his father and pray. Um, so again, nothing wrong with that. Um, but as soon as he tries to leave, they take a boat across the lake, Sea of Galilee. He gets there, and there's 10 to 15,000 people there waiting for him. So press pause on being alone. Um, so what does he do? He does what Jesus does. You know, he, he ministers to the people. He puts his own agenda aside. He, he heals the sick. He feeds them. He does all the things that are in front of him to do. And then at the end of it, he, he tells his disciples, all right, time for you to go. I'll dismiss the crowd. You guys go back across the lake. Um, I, I'm going to go off and be alone and do what he originally planned to do. So let's pick it up in Matthew 14. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was long away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch, early in the morning of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Why did Jesus walk on the water? To get to the other, to other side. <laughs> I don't know. I can't figure it out either. I would have flew. <laughs> um, and the fourth watch walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter, <laughs> you got to love it. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on in the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Yeah. Yeah. Wild story. Um, Peter, I don't, I don't get the guy, but I love the guy. Um, it's a ghost. He could have lied and said, Haha, I'm pretending to be Jesus. Come on out and you're going to drown. But that's not Peter. He just jumps in, takes risk, just immediately hears the voice of God and moves. I love it. Um, I got a video. Now you can't, they're short videos, but you can't judge me. Um, it, it's going to be a tale of, I won't move. <laughs> um, don't judge me video. It's the two main characters are me and Katie. 
and our son Sam is the cinematographer. So you'll see two personalities, two ways to react when you're in a storm. Now granted this isn't a real bad storm, but it, it, it'll kind of, you guys can pick and choose who you'd rather be like. Florida time. So, <laughs> just to lead up to, we were going to Florida. Our, our early flight, our alarm went late instead of 3.15 and went off at 4.15. So Katie and I are like, oh my gosh. So I jump up, I'm texting our son Sam, he's our driver, wake up, come, we gotta go. Calling him, he's not answering. So I'm like, all right, we're just going. So we're running out the door and Sam is awake the whole time just waiting to video us. You can go ahead and play it again. Florida time. So he's having fun. I'm like, no, we're late. Let's go. Let's get the heck out of here. So pretty impressive. We were out the door in like less than 15 minutes. Nine minutes. That's even better. So I'm thinking we're going to make it. Come on, let's go. Let's get on track. Let's jump in the car. We jump in the car. Sam's driving. I got two videos of the airport. It was early in the morning. There were no cars on the street. He's doing like 100, and I'm like, dude, you're driving like an old lady. Let's go faster. <laughs> Not good. Not my best moment. So we get to the airport, jump out. I'm going in. I'm like, all right, there's no line. We can make it. We can do this. So we can play the next video. Good luck, guys. See you, Mom. <laughs> My poor wife. I left her. Katie's getting up I was on a mission. We, we were going to get through this. Um, every man for himself. Um, yeah, but Katie was having fun. She's laughing, joking around. Yay, this is great. I'm, I'm like, all right, we're getting in there. There's no line. We can make it. It's like 4.45 in the morning. Who's at the airport? You can play the next video. There's a line. Divide and conquer. She go in one line, I'll go in the other, see who gets there first. And you noticed, I left. You can play that one again, it's worth it. Look, I was there, and then I left. And I don't know why Sam's in the airport, he's supposed to be in the car. I don't understand that one. So what I did is, I butted. I just said, I'm going. So I just went to the front of the line, forget all those people. This is an emergency. We got to get to Florida for vacation. This is important. This is life and death. So I went to the front, found a guy, said, hey, our flight's leaving like really soon. And he looked at me and says, eh, you might be able to make it if you don't have any luggage. I look at Katie, I look at her luggage, I'm like, I should be okay. <laughs> He goes, but your luggage won't make it because the, they closed the plane already. I didn't leave Katie. I stayed with her wow. because I'm a great husband. Wow. And, Man, that's 
Well, and plus some of my stuff was in the luggage that we were checking. So I couldn't leave it. So who do you want to be like? <laughs> when situations pop up, what comes out of you? Is it, is it chaos, panic, nuts? I mean, we probably broke two or three laws for no reason. You know, what, what, what do you want to be like? I don't want to be like that guy. I don't know why I was like that guy, but it just happens. So disciples were in the middle of chaos. They were in a boat. They thought they were going to drown. They saw a ghost or Jesus walking towards them. I, I get it. Um, a couple disclaimers before I get into what I want to talk about. In John, no, Mark 6.45, it says, In about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Jesus came to them walking on the sea, and he meant to pass by them. I always like, what do you mean he meant to pass by them? I don't really believe he was going to, he was going somewhere. Jesus is always going somewhere. He's always got something to do. He always has purpose. He has purpose for our lives. He's going somewhere. We want to go with him. We want to be a part of that. Yeah. It, there's nothing more fun. But he wasn't just going to pass by them. They may have thought that. Because it seemed that way. But as soon as they cried out to him, they saw it. He saw they were in trouble. He stopped. He wasn't going to just go by them. So when you're in a storm of life, don't feel like Jesus is just going to pass by me. He's not. So that's ground rule number one. Ground rule number two is God is good even when life is not. He didn't cause your situation. He didn't send the storm. That would make him an abusive, manipulative father. That's not him. He's a loving, caring father. He did not send the storm, and he is good, good, good to the core. So never doubt that. Number three is, if, you're, if you've been through a few storms, sometimes you're like, gosh, dang, when's the next one coming? Yeah. You know? It made me think of a story. Uh, we were at a funeral. Uh, my nephew and my grandma, she was holding my nephew's hand. They're standing in front of the casket, kind of looking. And she's, my grandma's in her 90s at the time. And he looks up and he goes, you're next. <laughs> don't approach life that way. Don't, don't approach life like, when's the next storm coming? When's the other shoe going to drop? If you do, you'll turn into negative Nancy and an Eeyore. You don't want right. to. God has not created us to go through life like that. He's created us full of hope and joy and love and all those amazing things. So please, sometimes... That biggest storm is between your ears. Yes. Just dismiss it. Get in his presence. And, and don't look for the other shoe to drop in the next storm. Amen? Amen. There's two types of storms I want to talk about. The first one is what I'll call like a challenging storm. Um, you know, when the disciples were leaving the Sea of Galilee, it's known for, for bad weather and so forth and so on. It was in the evening. I'm sure they had an idea that there was they were going to hit difficulty. Um, I, I like those kind of storms. Hey, God's got something for me to do. He's got a challenge. Let's hit it head on. We know it's going to be hard. Let's go for it. Um, challenging storms. We've all been through, through those. And it's, it's, it's okay. We're in the middle of it, but we can see through it, and we know, we know there's purpose in it. We know there's, 
there's an end in sight. You know that God is in it. Um, Storms are not always there to disrupt our lives. Sometimes they just clear a new path. You know, you're going through a tough time. You you feel like God's called you. You don't know why this bad, you think it's going to be all roses. Hey, God's opened these doors for me. It's going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden it doesn't go the way you imagine it in your mind. That's okay. Yes. That's, it's okay. And don't give the devil credit. Right. Doesn't mean he did it. Just set your mind and your heart on what God's called you to do and do it. Amen. Jesus will be there with you. Amen. I always think of Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah. He's, Nehemiah means God comforts. The story of Nehemiah is, is a picture of the Holy Spirit. You know, God sent the Holy Spirit to finish what Jesus started. Nehemiah was out of his element. He was called to rebuild the walls. He was a construction dude. He was just a guy that was called by God. Yes. And at every turn, there was difficulty. There was challenges. Uh, there were people against him. But he did not lose sight of what God had called him to do. And he... He strapped on his tool belt, got to work, strapped on the sword. He did everything that he needed to do. He led the people well, and they accomplished amazing things in the midst of the storm. So don't feel like the storm is, is pointless. Um, there, there's a lot that you can learn through the storm. So find purpose in the storm. These are challenging storms. Stick with me. Uh, revelation and intimacy. Sometimes... When I've been through storms in life, that's when God really reveals himself to me. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm pressing in harder, deeper, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die here. I need Jesus. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but that's where he lives. Uh, Can we put up verse 33? I I love this. At the end of the whole interchange, Jesus gets in the boat. They worship him. It says, those in the boat worshiped him saying, you truly are the son of God. So through that storm, through that difficulty, that revelation hit him. You are the son of God. We're just going to worship you. We see who you are. Their revelation of him is just, their eyes have been opened. And all because of that storm and what God did through the storm. So don't despise the storm. Don't despise what God is doing, can do. So we, when it hits, you, you want that intimacy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Granted, we all pray, Lord, get me out of here. You know, r- remove me from this situation. Um, but let's not let that be our heart. Yeah. Let our heart be, Lord, it's you. It's you we want. It's you we want in the midst of the storm. It's you we want in the calm times. Um, never let your relationship with him be transactional. That's good. Never, Excellent. never let it be, Lord, do this for me. It's okay to ask, but at the core, you want that relationship just because he is who he is. And he just is amazing. John, John 6 is another version of the story in the other Gospels. Verse 21, it says, Then, this is after Jesus was in the boat, 
He said, then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was in land in which they were going. I bet they were glad. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come on in the boat. Things are tough. But let's not just be a transaction. Let it be a lifestyle of just intimacy and just doing life with him and just him revealing himself through everyday situations in our lives. Um, it may be, oh, here's, I read this quote once, and I'm butchering it, but it says, don't trust something is true, trust in someone. Yeah, that's good. Don't just trust that he's going to deliver you or that you know he's good or that he's going to remove you from that bad situation. Put your trust in him, yeah. in the someone, in the goodness of God, and just being with him for who he is. Uh, it reminds me of a story when our son Eli, he was a little guy, he was sick. Um, he's in bed, he's crying, of course, prayed for him. He's just upset. And I don't know, he's probably just a few years old. I don't even know. Um, and the most, he just kind of blew me away. All of a sudden, he's just crying. And he says, I just want Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Yes. It's not, hey, I want Jesus to make me better. I don't want to be sick anymore. He goes, I just need Jesus. I just want Jesus. That's, that's the heart. It'll get you through anything. It'll get you through no matter what you're going through. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm going to talk about the not fun storms. Uh, second type of storms are what I'll call destructive storms. Storms that are just destructive. They just destroy. They just are horrible. They level everything in their path. Um, they just suck. I don't know if anybody's ever been in one of those storms where it's just, it's like, Lord, there's nothing good coming out of this. This is just horrendous. It's miserable. Um, it's just no fun. And you don't feel like you're, you don't feel like you've, you're even with God. You don't even feel like you can pray sometimes. You only feel like you can step into his presence. You feel like he's far off. Um, but let you know he's not. He's not at all. Um, <laughs> it, I, when I was driving to, to church this morning, I'm, the weather's been like, like hot, like miserable around here. It, and I'm, I'm like, well, it's only 89 out, but it feels, the little phone says it's a heat index of 102. Mm. Feels like 102 even though it's 89. Yeah. That's horrible. And... <laughs> It's, it's kind of like that, you know, it's, you know, God's with you, but all you feel is destruction and misery and heat. And it feels like 102, but take heart. In reality, it's not that hot. In reality, he's still there. In reality, there's still hope. You can still step into his presence. It's still going to be okay. Um, Peter cracked me up. Um, <laughs> Peter got out of the boat. He got out of the boat, did one of the greatest miracles we've ever seen, um, walked on water with Jesus. Um, so he went to Jesus. He's out on the water. 
And he said he started to look at the, the wind and the waves. And he started to sink. And we've all heard it, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus. Yes, that's great. Let's do that. But sometimes you just can't. You just can't. Because what's in front of you is so difficult. It's so horrendous. It's hard. Um, so I don't fault Peter for taking his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink. But you know what he did when he started to sink? First thing he did is he cried out to Jesus. He said, Jesus, help me. And Jesus didn't sit there and say, bye-bye. He immediately, the word says he immediately reached down, grabbed his hand, and saved him. And then immediately they were in the boat, and then in land. So as you're there in that storm, Jesus is there. Even when it feels like 102 out, it's really only 89. He's there. Um, I do want to share another scripture and just remind us that we are stronger than we think we are. Yes, yes, Jesus is the answer. God's there. But you know what? You are stronger than you think you are. Let's look at Isaiah 40, 28, 31. This is a great scripture. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He, the Lord, does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He understands everything we're going through. He understands your pain, your sorrow, your suffering. And he says, He, God, gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. So even when you feel faint, you feel weak, he gives you power. Even the youths fall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He understands. One, God is strong. Right? He's powerful. He does not grow weary and faint. He understands what you're going through. It says his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. So as you feel like you are wilting, you are weak, he gives you power. Renew your strength in him. He will restrain. He will give you new strength, yes. new power. And he understands that, hey, it happens. Right. Amen? Amen. Um, and another point, Peter was walking on water and he, he sank. It's like, dude, you're in the middle of an amazing miracle. And he forgot. You know? He forgot. He forgot what? He's walking on water. I, I don't know anybody that's ever done that. So as you're in the middle of the storm, always remember, don't lose sight of the supernatural things God has done in your lives, other people's lives, don't forget about how powerful he is. You know? He is truly supernatural. You know? Amen. Next point is, um, don't get mad at me when I say this. God has called us to a higher standard. He really has. It may sound insensitive, but he has truly called us to a higher standard. Look at verse 31. 
when Jesus was with... <laughs> this is when Peter sank. And immediately Jesus reached out, grabbed him, saved him. <laughs> and what does he say? He says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? What about the other guys in the boat? They never even got out. Peter was walking on water with Jesus, to Jesus, and he sank. And Jesus cuts to the heart of the matter and says, you know, you had no faith. You doubted me. You know, don't do that. Yes. that that's, that's tough stuff. Yes. He's called us to a higher standard. Yeah, that's good. Yes, when you go through the storms, you're allowed to mourn and grieve appropriately, but he's called you to a higher standard. He's called you to be a person of peace and hope and love and truth. He has not called you to be weary, to be faint, to be a person of doubt. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I, I wasn't exhibiting any of those when I was at the airport, was I? <laughs> It's easy to do it on Sunday, but when you're late for a plane. But during the storm, remember, we have been called to a higher standard. We've been called to be more like Katie, full of joy, peace, love, gentleness, laughter in the storm. Don't feel like just because you're in the midst of a struggle or a storm that you have to walk around and be miserable, you know? that you can't enjoy yourself and have fun and celebrate as appropriate. Um, because he is made a way for us. He has called us to a higher standard. And I truly believe all of us are capable of it because of what he's done. Yes. Because of what he's done for us. After, um, <laughs> after all the dust settled at the airport, and Katie and I, we got a new flight, and you know everything was delayed. Um, eating breakfast, I got some bacon and eggs and coffee. I was pretty happy. Yeah. Things had calmed down. <laughs> and I just, I was like, Katie, man, what the heck? I, what, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I was a wild man. And I'm like, you, I go, you were laughing and having fun and cutting up, and it was just gay old time. And she said the, the most, profound thing. She said, she goes, if, if you weren't with me and I was alone, I would be a mess. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's the same thing in our lives. Is if you were alone and Jesus wasn't with you, you would be a mess. You don't have to be a mess. You don't have to stay in that place. He is with you. You are not alone. Peter wasn't alone. The disciples were not alone. So just remember, you're not alone. And you, and, and you may feel like he's left you because you can't see him in the really destructive storms. But he is there. Yeah. He is ever present. In Matthew 27, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
basically, as right before he's going to die. And uh, I, I believe the hardest thing for Jesus on the cross was when he became sin. For us. He, he became separated from God. God had turned away from him because he became sin. Jesus became sin. But he'll never turn away from us because of what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus became sin and became separated from God for a moment so we never would have to. He's always with us. You can't see through the storm. You can't see through the wind and the waves and the situation. You are not alone. That connection will never be lost. So do as Peter did. When you find yourself in those situations, just cry out to him. Just cry out to him. As simple as just say his name. And I guarantee he shows up. He's there because he's never left. He's always been there. Even though you can't see him, he's never left. GBHs. I got a couple. I learned that from Tom Kyle. Uh, GBH, and we've kind of talked about this today, is, well, first, just pray. I mean, what did Jesus do when he was going through difficult times and his friend, his cousin, was murdered, beheaded, and it was, Jesus knew he was, he was next. He went away yeah. to pray, to pray and just, and just to be with his Father. Yes. You know, to be alone, to be with his Father. Um, we didn't stay alone. So next GBH is, is get around some good friends. There's a room full of amazing people, encouraging people. I would recommend as just life in general, but especially when it's difficult, seek somebody out. Yes. Seek somebody out that's, that's been through the storm, that's weathered the storm well, that you've noticed that, oh my gosh, they went through all of this. I never would have noticed because the joy of the Lord peace, happiness, kindness was still exuding from them. They acted like Katie at the airport and not John. <laughs> Surround yourself with good friends. Find someone who has weathered the storms of life and learn to laugh through it with them. Amen? And then remember, Jesus is always there. He is always there. He, he's never left you. Even though it feels like it's 102 out, it's not that hoppy as Jesus is with you. And he's, even when you can't see a purpose in any of it, or any good in any of it, just remember you're not alone. And it's, it's okay to, to mourn and suffer, but it's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to make it a, a lifestyle. Um, so you've been called to a higher standard. You've called to a higher standard of joy, peace, love, laughter. So please, just focus on trying to laugh through the storm. Amen. That's what he's called us to. Amen. 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 Can we all stand? I'd like to pray. Prayer team, can you guys come up? So if anybody would like prayer, you know, if you're going through a situation, just storms of life. Um, you need some encouragement, you need some breakthrough, please come and get prayer. Um, Jesus does not want to leave you there. Right. You're not alone. Um, he wants to get in the boat with you and deliver you to dry land.
So please, after I pray, feel free to come up. Lord, we just say, we trust in you. We don't trust in ideas or theology. We just trust in you. Lord, we just commit to coming into your presence, Lord. Because as we come into your presence, everything changes. We are set free. Peace comes. Hope comes. Lord, we just commit as things come to us in our lives that are difficult that we will cry out your name, Lord God. We will step into your presence, Lord God. And first and foremost, we will worship you. We will worship you through the storm. We will laugh with you through the storm, Lord God. And we will have heaven's perspective on every situation of our lives, God. Lord, we just say we love you and we love serving you. Amen. Amen. Again, if you prayer, prayer team's up, just come and uh, partake. Thanks for checking out the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. For more podcasts and additional information, visit us at lifechurchstpeters.com.